You hold the <laughs> microphone like you're about to rap or something. <laughs> you were like, holding you were holding yo. it like this, yo. Yo. I, I hold it like it's I, a fucking I. dick. She's about to spit <laughs> bars, and I'm about to spit on the mic. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to High Table Talk. <laughs> oh my god. Um. <laughs> Bro, why do you sound like you have fucking like COPD? Yeah. Welcome to High Table Talk. This is Megan. This coming to you live from Megan's apartment. In her office. What am I doing? Oh, I'm Pola. (laughs) (laughs) Pola. So, what are we talking about today? So, today's episode is going to be on friendships and relationships, both platonic and romantic. Um, That includes familial and uh yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah friendships and relationships well friendships are relationships i feel like every time someone talks about a relationship they always um put it in this little box that a relationship has to be romantically implied yeah i guess it's like it's like an um incomplete sentence relationships when you can say relationships with sisters with brothers, yeah. with cousins, with lovers, with friends, with friends relationship with, boys, with strangers, friends, girlfriends, strangers, with yeah. customer service. Oh fuck, customer service. Sorry. With <laughs> yeah, with servers, with people. You know. Um. Who was your first friend? My first friend, the my Puerto Rican princess Janina. Janina. Um, <laughs> the story goes, I came home one day from school, and it's my, I guess I should bring some context, like, I came from the Philippines and only had a few months to get acclimated with the culture shock and the language and just being completely foreign, like, literally fresh off the boat, okay? And... Granted, I went to nursery, pre-K, and kindergarten already. When you get to America and you're like... It's a whole different ballgame, girl. Yeah, they literally tossed me in the water. And I didn't know how to swim. (laughs) That's how it felt. So, I go into school. I get put back a grade. Because when I went straight in as a first grader, I was not doing good. Like I didn't, I didn't talk, and people thought I had like a speaking problem. I didn't participate. Like I literally couldn't talk. Like I should have known some stuff, but because at home I don't speak English, you didn't know it conversationally, and you didn't exactly. know it in like that kind of setting. Yeah, like in school we would learn English, but at home I'm always speaking Tagalog. Yeah, and, and I that's all feel I'm like I'm doing better with in terms of like schooling part of it Mm -hmm. but I would always come home complaining to my mom like you know no one wants to talk to me no one wants to like hang Mm -hmm. out 
Yeah. I was a foreigner still because I didn't look like everybody. And so I guess during one of the parent-teacher conference thing, that's something that my mom had mentioned to the teacher. Basically, like, my daughter was feeling very isolated from everyone. Can you talk to some of the kids and try to, like, make friends with her? Mm. And so that's what the teacher did. And among all the kids that were there, Janina was the only one that actually, like, came up to me, started talking to me, and, like, we just became friends ever since. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that's how you guys became friends. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. And then, like, in high school is kind of, like, when we started drifting. Yeah. And I think we were seniors. Like, we would still try to make the effort to see each other and hang out. But it's hard. But it just, it got hard. Like, she was living her own life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we went to two different high schools. And she lives not where I live, so. True, 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 true. Um, but we tried. Freshman year, we tried. Sophomore year, it got more distant. And then junior, it's like with strangers. Mm-hmm. And then senior year is when I found out that she had cancer. So try to, to, like, restart the friendship again. But, you know, it's just not the same. Yeah. And these are our teenage years. We're still growing and learning about ourselves. I mean, I'm still doing that now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone um, is. Yeah. So, yeah, she was a great friend. She was a great first friend. I'm very lucky and thankful to her because if it wasn't for her, then I don't think the girl that you guys know today would have ever blossomed. Oh, Yeah. Sweet. What about you? I don't know. Well, I mean, I know, but, like, honestly, friendships were so weird for me growing up because I never felt like I really fit anywhere. Um. I think I had a friend when I was doing these nursery classes at the library, but I only really distinctly remember my first friendship starting in pre-K. Two girls, Cassie and Juliana, going to a private pre-K with all otherwise white kids, and we were the three Filipinos in the class. Wait, is there something we can munch on? (laughs) Hold on, let me finish my story. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I had these two friends, and that's all I really remember. I blocked out a lot of my life pre-high school because it was just not a lot of good experiences, and friendships were very, very fleeting for me, Mm. whether it was my personality, just the social clickiness of growing Mm -hmm. up. um, Did you always feel like you didn't belong anywhere? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because... I feel like I feel you. that a lot more now. Oh, really? Yeah, like there's this like awareness when you grow up that you just suddenly like, wow, I'm so aware that I you know what I mean? I, I feel the opposite. Oh. I feel like because I've found and not found because I've discovered who I really truly am. I feel like I've found my place of belonging. Because mm. literally for 15, 16 years, I had nobody. Everyone was fleeting. My friendships were so fleeting. Like, my only sense of stability was my family. 
Especially me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, sure. <laughs> but yeah. No, I just, I, okay, when I say I feel like I don't belong, like I've come to the awareness that this is not my home. Like your I, body or your soul or? My soul. Does not feel like this body is your home. No. No, that sounds like an awesome song, but no. <laughs> it, it, it. It feels like, because th- this body, it's just flesh. It's just, um. What is it called? Um, I was going to say. It's just an instrument. To... Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that imagery. Um, this body is just, uh, instrument that, it's the ego, you know? It's... I was going to say a placeholder for. Yes. And our soul is our true essence. So my soul has always, uh. In my in my child, in my childhood, I just feel like I didn't care because it's like you know I'm just a kid. You're like growing, I'm, yeah, yeah. Anything that I was thinking of was just right in front of my face. Yeah. So that was that. And it wasn't until like maybe adolescence mm-hmm. that I started to come to the awareness of like, like there's a longing for home, but it's not here. But I know that I'm meant to be here for a reason. I have a mission to accomplish that I have agreed to in my contract before I came to Earth. Cool. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> if people did not know who you are, they would listen to this and be like, what the fuck is she talking about? Also, I just remembered we need to like reintroduce ourselves once in a while because sometimes people confuse who's talking. Oh, what is it that we should do? We should say after names. each sentence. After or before? After the sentence, Paula. <laughs> no, because that sounds like you're adjusting me, Megan. No, I know it sounds confusing, but no, it's supposed to be like this, Paula. Megan, are you sure it's not supposed to be like this? Oh, wait, that also sounds bad. <laughs> wait, I really need to fucking munch on something because okay, okay, I'm okay. so hungry. Okay, hold on. I feel like wow, I can't talk today. Oh We're back on. We are back, bitches. Um, back with another one. I feel like we uh, just got more squintier. I had to take off my contacts, man. Like we're more Asian looking now than we did when we started this podcast. Definitely. I cannot keep my eyes open. I've also been up since 7 a.m. and have not napped, and I'm just exhausted. I wish I recorded all that with the crying (laughs) filter. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel that. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm not still friends with my first friend. But are you still friends with any of your elementary school, like grade school, adolescent friends? Um, There's only one. There's only one. Huh, me, right? (laughs) What? Girl. There's only one that I can think of from grade school. And we're all friends with her and her entire family. Like, But see, does she count? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she did start I off I mean, it was as... middle school, I guess. No, it was... It was it was sixth grade oh, when I met. Wow. Six or seven. I can't remember. Six or seven. Yeah. Shout out to Kim. Like, really friends. Like, I still hang out. I still talk. Yeah, I would be Kim. Yeah, no. And then her sister. Yeah. Shout out to Tia. Woo! Yeah, I don't, I'm not friends with anybody that I was friends with. Because 
I don't know. It's like, were they even friends? If they were all for a grade, like you're friends with these people because you go to the same school and then you go to a bigger school and then you're not friends with them anymore. Mm. Or you're friends with someone in first grade and second grade, you're not in that class yeah. anymore. You're friends with different people. So it's like what I'm getting at is, I guess, friends for a season versus friends for a lifetime, right? How do you <clears> know you've met those people? Wow. How do you know you've met your friends for a lifetime? I don't think you can know this until you're fully aware of yourself Mm. because not until you have a deep understanding of I guess your sense of self okay or or somewhat of like a self-worth yeah then you can understand like who matters Mm. Mm -hmm. and I think when we're kids we're just kids we're innocent we don't know any better we're just living life we're petty (laughs) we're petty without knowing that we're petty yeah we're unknowingly petty. We're just these little tiny humans who could just do no wrong. Want friends. Like they could we could do a lot of wrong, but not know that we're doing wrong. And usually the the parents or the guardians are like, Oh, that's so cute that she did that. But if I was like a teenager and did that, it would not be cute. Yeah. Because <laughs> you should know better. Yeah. And all of that. So I think for me I knew when a friend is more than just for a season when I'm now 30 years old and I still like talk to them and have a relationship with them yeah I feel like also just with aging comes with the growth of your own intuition and when you meet someone you might not know the longevity of the friendship but I feel like you just know you can sense People who are meant to be in your life for a very long time because Mm -hmm. I got that with certain people and I'm still really good friends with a few of them, you know? That's good. Tell us about some of yours. Um, One of my friends that I met in, ooh, ninth grade? We met in ninth grade. We were in the same gym class. I didn't have any friends in my gym class because I just generally didn't have any friends up until high school (laughs) but I I met her in gym class and we got the kicks out of making fun of kids in class like it was a combined grades combined you know groups class or whatever and we sat there making fun of everyone and it was great and then we were in the same lab class and we just did the same thing because we were like why are we here and why are these people so annoying and we bonded over that you know you get this bond over being annoyed by people and she just got matched to a hospital on friday so she'll be a doctor that's amazing still good friends over distance wow even though you're not physically in the same place you still have a relationship and you maintain that relationship yeah and going off of that like our other best friend from high school literally when she got mad she sent a group chat like okay now we need to go on a girl's trip because you're off to your residency for x amount of years so let's go yeah so yeah and she lives in chicago so distance but I feel like those are the best relationships, just knowing you can be miles apart and not communicate with each other for 
months and still pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. Right? What about you? Um, from childhood, like I've had friends in the Philippines, but I don't, I don't remember any of them. And then mm-hmm. when I came here, it was Janina was my first friend. Um, and then for a time, there was another person who we became a trio, basically. And he was, he was adorable. Like he was a good friend too. And we shared a lot of interests, um, like in music and like Broadway and singing. And, you know, we did plays together. Um, and I remember having a lot of laughs with that guy. Uh, but we're not friends. Like we're, we follow each other on Instagram, but we're not friends because we don't have that relationship. Yeah. That I do with friends in my circle right now. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Yeah. And like, honestly, as I got older, all of my friends are just family. Yeah. Or like the friends I've had for so long that they feel like family. Yeah. Um, I am really grateful to say that the friend that I made in high school, I'm still friends with today. And we literally like hit each other up. Like when something crazy is going on in our lives, we like reach out to each other. We, We try our best to meet up and hang out in person. But, you know, as scheduling goes, it's really hard sometimes. But we make time for each other. And I think that's what's important is the quality time that you're spending with your friends and family. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting how both of our lasting lasting friendships are friendships from high school. Yeah. Because I feel like that time is so, you know, it leaves a very, very distinct impression on us because that's the time where we want to be adults so bad and we are expected to be treated are expected to act like adults in a school or mm-hmm. around family but really we're just kids who don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah and like what are the chances that the major you go in in high school that you've decided in 11th or 12th grade is even the major you graduate or the career you really truly want to be put into it makes such a lasting impression on us and i guess that's why our friendships from high school during that time has lasted so long because we've gone through the same shit and like these people were clearly impressionable to us mm-hmm. oh yeah i totally agree this is megan by the way and this is paula <laughs> <clears throat> my gosh good that you remembered because i totally forgot <laughs> um have you ever had a friend who treats your friendship like a relationship i don't think so i personally never have but i know I people know. who have I don't know. For me as a person, I can differentiate and I can compartmentalize who's who in my life. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like it wouldn't make sense to put what I expect out of a, really, a romantic relationship to be the same in a platonic friendship. Yeah. You know, because... It just, I don't know, it's easy for me to differentiate. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like whenever I think of this statement, right, um, friends treating your friendships like a relationship, I think about um, what would be typically characterized as clingy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then jealousy, 
Yeah, or right? like possessiveness. The possessiveness, yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, so I heard you were hanging out with this person. Like, how does, what how was does, that about? How does someone learn what possessiveness is? Is that learned behavior or something you're just born with? I feel like it's the manifestation of insecurities. All of them. Yeah. Because why else would you be so possessive over a person, right? Because you don't want them to abandon you. Where does that abandonment come from? Insecurities. You Mm. probably feel like you're not good enough. You feel like you can't own up to or live up to a certain expectation. And this person, your friend, is going to leave you because they found friends who were better than you. Yeah. You know, and just... Um, letting that insecurity fester and then desperately holding on to a person Mm. um, despite knowing that this is literally a friendship. You know, they will hold on to anybody. Yeah. That'll let them. What kind of attachment style is that? I don't know enough about attachment styles, especially because I have a mixed one. Hmm. I feel like I have a mixed one, too. I'm very mixed. I'm very inconsistent. But I feel like it's also because my parents' parenting styles were very different. Hmm. Yeah. I know I am I lean towards one attachment style more than the other, but I, I feel like I have a little bit of both, depending on the person, the situation. Yeah. Um, Same. But when it comes to, like, friendships being treated like a relationship, it just sounds silly to me (laughs) yeah but to those who are unaware that they're doing it it's like a serious problem to the ones getting affected by Mm -hmm. it do you think they're unaware that they're doing it i think so i think so yeah because um and then and i think a lot of the victims are like the people pleasers the gullible ones oh are you saying you're one of them (laughs) yeah Admittedly, yeah. You treat your friendships like a relationship? No, 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 no. I'm the victim. To oh. It. <laughs> I'm the victim to it because I'm a people pleaser. Um, even though I have trust issues, I have a deep need to be wanted. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like, I want them to like me. So you're going to, you know, succumb so, to that. Yeah. Because, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times the, those are the types of victims that these unaware people, friendships that are treating it like a friendship. Relationship. Uh, yeah. It's got to be one word. It's too much to I know. say. Friendship that treats your friendship like a relationship. Yeah. Girlfriend, <laughs> boyfriend, wannabe. Okay. Pal- that's still a lot. I'm not going to remember that. A friend that tries to be your boyfriend. Or girlfriend. Or <laughs> the long. Yeah, that is really long. Yeah, I've never had that experience personally. But yeah, I know people who have. And the it's just this. The stories are crazy. Crazy. Like, like just feeling like this person <sighs> is getting pissed at you for going out with your actual significant other. Yeah. Or, um a friend, another friend, or in hanging out with one friend group and not the other. Like, why do you have to be involved all the time? I literally said it in my head and thought I said it out loud. Whatever I was going to say, because it's already left my brain. 
Okay. Because I understood you. I saw it in the eyes. Thank you. We were making some intense eye contact. Word association. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Dinosaur. Apple dinosaur. Apple dinosaur. Okay. One, two, three. Green. Green. I said tree. I said said green. green. Okay. I got it. Mm. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Leaves. Leaves. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> that was wild. That was good. Um, friendships like a relationship person. Wow, that's so much easier than how we were explaining it. <laughs> anyway, have you ever had a friendship that turned into a relationship? Oh. Oh. <laughs> spicy. It's so um <laughs> yes the answer is yes for me i don't think so have i was your no. first boyfriend not your friend before you started dating no. really yeah that was also a lifetime ago yes i follow what kim says what if it was in high school it didn't happen what it didn't happen no it happened if you validate that it happened Okay, I don't want to validate one, but I'll validate this one. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? You are the admin and secretary of your life, okay? Okay, so I'll validate one relationship. And that was a friendship that turned into a relationship. I just, I just have the imagery of someone stamping paper. <laughs> like, approved. Approved. But yeah, no, I this was a... Rejected. So listen, this was a friendship that turned into a relationship that turned back into a friendship because I thought we were better off as friends. Wait, is it? No, that's the one I'm not validating. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bitch. Anyway. Um. <laughs> um, friendships that turn into relationships. Yeah, this friendship, right? Like, it was literally, you know, we were friends. We had the same friend group, and it was super chill. And then one day he was like, hey, let's go out. And I'm, I'm literally the stupidest person in the world i will not know you have feelings for me unless you say it so i literally go out like i'll go out like friends because i'm a fucking idiot and then he literally looks at me like no like as my girlfriend and i'm just like oh because i that was not in the forefront of my mind at all and i was the type of person who was one i've never had a real boyfriend before (laughs) two maybe i'm a little desperate i don't know i was like in 10th grade three like very open-minded how am i going to know if i don't do it you know so i was like okay we could hang out before you ask me to be your girlfriend because i still knew what i deserved we hung out at the mall (laughs) so cool and what did you do at the mall I don't remember. I literally don't remember. Was he like your first kiss? No, but I think I was his first kiss. Who was your first kiss? Oh, God, I don't remember. It was one of those dumb little bear things when we were kids. Who was your first kiss? <laughs> um, okay, my first real kiss with tongue <laughs> was my first boyfriend and he was very sweet and adorable and very respectful with tongue yeah because all the all the other ones are like stupid and don't know how to use their tongue wow well at least they didn't use teeth (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right guys 
I made out with a guy <laughs> and he thought it would be cool to give me his fucking teeth. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so God. I turn around and I just keep dancing because I want to keep fucking <laughs> dancing. But then he keeps turning me around to kiss me. And I'm like, bro, I can't. I can't with the fucking teeth. Like, I'm out. So I, I leave the dance floor. Good times. And then I think he left too, I guess, probably to use the bathroom or whatever. And, like, I saw him come back looking for me. But I was already, like, with that. a different guy. With the the band stuff. This <laughs> cute. And he yeah. wanted to, like, go out with me the next day. I know, because you're popping, bitch. <sighs> anyway. God, those Tampa boys. Mm-hmm. Mm. So mm. underaged. Well, the guard wasn't. The guard. Everyone else was in college. What, we... We, were, we were so their mommies. We were so their mommies. So their mommies. But then I found me a daddy. Okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. So your first relationship. Yeah. That's the kiss that I count. Mm. I mean, there is one other guy that I can think of before him. And he was so tender and sweet but that was the puppy love era my first real relationship for five years was with my first boyfriend and yeah what about you my first relationship was in high school um yeah it lasted like less than a year but then we were still friends afterwards that's good how did you do that we were in high school and we were in the same classes I mean, I was able to do it because I didn't share the same amount of feeling for him as he did for me. So he loved you more than you loved him. So much more. Oh, wait, question. Do you agree or disagree that a man is supposed to like the woman more than the woman liking the man? No, absolutely not. Explain. Because I feel like that just implies an imbalance in the relationship. And there should be balance. They should be giving the equal amount of effort. There should be an equal amount of love. It shouldn't be, oh, I love you more. He loves me more. No. That is the stupid. How do you know? How the fuck do you know? That is so subjective. Like, yeah. you don't you don't know how much this person loves you. I, I agree with you 100%. Like, it should be equal. Yeah. Because life is all about balance. Yeah. Like finding balance in the duality of things mm-hmm. is what life is about. I'm having a deja vu moment. Like life here on Earth. I don't know if I'm hallucinating or not. <laughs> Why? I don't know. My brain is just. <laughs> what were we talking about? Duality. You mentioned duality, and I feel like I had a deja vu yes, moment. Yes. What I said was life is all about finding balance. In the duality of things. Yes. And that can be hard for some people. Yeah, I agree. Someone with a lot of trauma, um, unhealed, unresolved childhood trauma is a lot. And yeah. Then, and then then after childhood, you have adolescent and then young adulthood. And then adulthood is the I worst. I feel like also if you're saying that one person loves the other more... That just shows that you're paying attention to the wrong thing. Or maybe it is an issue that needs to be addressed between the two people, you know? Yeah, yeah. because then I've also heard that love is about getting what you want, not what you need. Which also sounds... That doesn't sound right to me. 
right? Right? Like, love is a choice. Yeah. I don't, I mean, oh, it's all an opinion based. Yeah, of course, of course. <clears throat> like, what, okay, what I mean to say when I say that is love is about being able to get nice house. A nice oh, okay, status yeah. in life. No. A nice whatever the fuck. No, like you the could shallow, do that shit by egotistical yourself. things. Very surface level, just completely of this world, not of like the five D mindset. Because I, I truly believe that love is a choice. You know, you choose your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And if loving someone by choice will bring you that peace, that happiness that life purpose because I do believe that you find life partners for a life purpose like you there's a bigger something out there that you're on a mission together because I feel like the the people who choose to live a single life forever and ever that was their choice yeah and that just means they have a life mission here on earth as a single person yeah oh well we were talking about you know, how a relationship should be balanced. Yeah. Right? Okay. So relationships are work, right? This is a phrase that we've heard a million times. Yeah. Um, we put it on our story and 94% agreed that relationships are work and 6%, one person, disagreed. But I guess when I hear that question, relationships are work, or they take work is because I feel like to maintain a relationship and this can be platonic or romantic or even with family to maintain a healthy long-term relationship with someone you need to put in the work you can't just be sitting on your ass twiddling your thumbs thinking I have a great friend and just every day for the rest of your life you're just laying or sitting down twiddling your thumbs yeah. And then you're wondering, why hasn't my friend called me? Yeah. Why haven't I seen my friend? Why haven't I found out that they got married and have kids and a beautiful home in freaking Texas? And have a complete life. Yeah, exactly. Because you maintain relationships by putting, spending, putting the work. Yeah, I was going to say putting in the effort. Yes, putting in the effort, the work, you know. And it's just like a nine to five. If you have a nine-to-five job that you want to fucking keep, you're going to put the fucking work. That's so true. Because if you don't, you get cut. You get cut. You get bored. Someone gets bored. Someone always gets bored. Mm -hmm. It's never the situation of they're both bored. No. I feel like those are rare. There's literally a song about that. If you like pina coladas. Mm. Right? Because he wrote an ad looking for somebody because his wife is boring and the wife responds to the ad because her marriage is boring and they find out it's literally each other you know and that's why you have to put in the work because if you don't next thing you know your own husband is putting out an ad because he's bored (laughs) and then next thing you know you're responding to that ad which is probably on facebook yeah marketplace the facebook marketplace for dating (laughs) craigslist No, because you never know when someone's going to be a murderer. Were you imitating me? Is that how I say no? Anyway, so, yeah, I think if it's if you guys are not putting in the same amount of effort, right, that's definitely what's contributing to an unhealthy relationship, right? But then, obviously, the alternative is 
you know, putting in the effort and taking the time out for each other. And that's that's what makes a healthy relationship, right? Yeah. So we asked some of you guys, what are some things that make a relationship healthy versus unhealthy? And I feel like a big thing that a lot of people wrote for being healthy is like open communication, um, support, transparency, right? Just being honest with each other. Yeah. And a very common, (laughs) a very common unhealthy thing is gaslighting. Whoa. Gaslighting. Wait, we need to give examples because I feel like a lot of people, they hear it all the time, but they don't really know They're not using it correctly. Yeah. Or there's like a misinterpretation or some misunderstanding. What I understand gaslighting to be is like, for example, um, say my significant other is, he says something like really fucked up, right? And I get upset about it. And I'm just like, why are you being like that? You said this, this, and this. And he responds with, what are you talking about? No, I didn't. You're insane. You're crazy. I would never say that. That's not what I said. Those aren't my words, mm-hmm. right? So you come out looking and feeling like the dumbass. And you're just like, was what I heard correct? Or is he right? Is what yeah. I heard just in you my head. You think and feel like a crazy person. Like, yeah. What? There's a TikTok trend that was that goes... So I've decided that I'm going to gaslight you from now on. Like, I'll come into the room and be like, hey. Hey. So I decided I'm going to gaslight you starting today. What? What? I didn't say anything. Yeah. And I, this is worse when you're high, man. (laughs) And then we just go about our day. I'm literally staring at you and I'm just like, what's happening right now? Am I being gaslit? (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, sometimes you can even do it to yourself. Oh, yeah. And not realize that you're doing it until you realize that you're doing it. Yeah. Do you think your memories are just, like, gaslit versions of the past? Wow. (laughs) Uh... Because technically, you can never remember a memory as exactly as it actually happened, right? Our mind makes up the parts we don't remember. Ooh, that's yeah so every time you recall a memory a lot of the times there's going to be some sort of inaccuracy and every time you think about it it changes so the memory you have of something today might not even be what actually happened years ago that's so true because you have those friends who are like no i remember it happening like this Mm -hmm. and the guy will interject no I'm, i'm telling you it happened like this exactly so cesarian our memories are our memories are gaslit versions of our past. That's fucking deep. You need to put that on a t-shirt. Going back to just healthy versus unhealthy, isn't it interesting that both are related to communication? Ooh. What does that tell you about relationships? Like, literally, a healthy relationship is honesty, transparency, communication, and support, where the unhealthy version is lying, dishonesty, um, manipulation, manipulation, gaslighting, which manifests in that like negative Very communication, uh, a totalitarian, no, totalitarian dictator, a dictator. Like that's a dictatorship, not a friendship or relationship. That's a dictator, all right, because he's a dick. Dang, that's crazy. That dictator starts with dick, dick, and then like friendship is like friendship, <laughs> and relationship is like. Relationship. And then dictator. Dictatorship. Dictator. 
Yeah, that sucks for tater tots because, like, I love them. Totalitarian. Dictator. Oh, <laughs> yo, no. You know, I love penises of all shapes and sizes. <laughs> this reminds me of, I like my bananas just a little hard. <laughs> can you imagine? I'm sorry. I'm not going to include this, but a dictator tot. <laughs> dictator tot. I've had one of those. What? Oh. <laughs> I had to see it through. I had to see it through. That's how much of a people pleaser that I am that I would go through (laughs) with some dictator dot. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's how toxic that trait is in my life. Oh, my God. I gaslit myself. So much because my toxic trait of people pleasing. He's a great guy. I remember he was a great guy. He was great. He was great. And he had that big dick energy. Lies. Liza Minnelli, I swear. <laughs> Liza Minnelli. Like, seriously, like, he was tall. He was, like, built right. He was funny. He, he was, was fun. He was an Aries. Mm which I guess in the long run it wouldn't have worked because I'm an Aries. I was going to say, he's an Aries. Two that rams in one room is not a good thing. The only thing. thing he was ramming was his tiny nut in your puss. <clears throat> so my toxic trait, I gaslit myself. Because <laughs> you're a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. Do you see any toxic traits or red flags that you don't actually consider red flags or toxicity? Like what? What unpopular opinion do you have? <laughs> For me, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. The partners that I go for is red flag that I overlook because I don't think it's a red flag is when they look like an asshole. Because I do like the asshole looking one. <laughs> <laughs> you got a big butt? You like a big butt. <laughs> when I say asshole, I mean like they look mean and mysterious. Aloof. You like someone who looks like the they bad can spank boy. You. Yes. Treat me like a lady in the street, but a freak in the sheets. Yeah. Hentai in the sheets. <clears throat> I don't know about that, cause my titties ain't tittying like the anime girls. Oh, so just me then? Itty bitty city committee say what? what? So you like that they look like assholes, and you don't think that looking like an asshole is a toxic trait? Well, yes. No. That's I agree. Like, don't judge a book by its cover. Although I judge it, and I still want it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wow, he looks like an asshole. That one's mine. Like, No, no, no. There's a thing I heard on TikTok recently that was like, you don't want to fall for a good boy, bad boy. Obviously, you're not going to fall for the bad boy, bad boy. But if you find a good boy, good boy, stick with him. But a good boy, bad boy, that's the one you have to watch out for. Because they seem all good and innocent, uh-huh. and then they turn on you. I think I said one of them wrong. There's I get what you're saying. Good boy, good boy, good boy, bad boy, bad boy, good boy, bad boy, bad boy. I think a lot of girls who like grew up like me watching fairy tales and whatnot always want the bad boy, good boy, but mm-hmm. we always get the good boy, bad boy motherfuckers. Mm. Mm. It's mother you're- fucking assholes your eyesight's not aligned yet motherfucking assholes damn i like to wear my rose colored glasses way too much yep yes you do but i'm learning i'm growing i'm learning growing and learning i'm so hungry 
you want some halls? <laughs> Do you think they called it halls because it feels like someone's echoing in your mouth? Like, like it feels like... Halls. Do <laughs> <laughs> it one more time, one more time. Halls. Wait, wait, wait. You like that. <clears throat> Platform A, you may now enter. Platform B, you may now exit. Next stop is Jamaica Avenue. This is Jamaica. Next stop is Grand Central. Stay clear of the closing doors. Beep <laughs> What if we did our entire podcast like this? Oh my god, no. People would be so irritated. That was fun. Going back to that, I wrote Mama's Boy. Mm. I don't, I feel like it depends, right? If you're fucking yeah. your mom, that's weird. Oh, wow, I was not <laughs> thinking that at all, but well, okay. No, okay there was a show. Have you ever seen Can that? Can you clip? say that with the echo? If you're fucking your mom, that's gross. <laughs> um, no, because have you ever seen that clip? That no, is I, of never the, I think it was clip. Say Yes to the Dress or whatever. No, never. Um, no. <laughs> the girl keeps asking her fiance, like, oh, what do you think? What do you think? And like, the fiance keeps asking his mom's opinion, and then he's looking at dressing. He goes, "That would look better on my mom," like and like weird shit like that. Anyway, yeah. Um, okay, so I don't think being a mama's boy is necessarily a toxic trait, but I feel like obviously as a male, you need to know your boundaries with your own mother, and I feel like when a guy is close to their mom, that just really shows that you know they care about that. I think it's like. Mama's boy has be it's it's supposed to sound like a good thing because it is a good thing, mm-hmm. but I think it got distorted when the mothers make the sons feel like they need to be that missing piece, like mm-hmm. like the life partner they never had. Yeah, like yeah, they, like they, you are my support. You are my sole support. You know, yeah, like you you raise them. So you feel obligate, like you feel like you're entitled to some affection return. Mm-hmm. But then without realizing it, what you're expecting back in return is what you're actually supposed to get with your partner. partner. Yeah. because And because maybe they're absent or neglectful or what have you, you know, whatever reason for them being absent, they they're like, oh, my first child, my son, my boy my babies like mm-hmm. they're my everything and there's nothing wrong with being a good mother and making your family a priority yeah but when you start smothering them and then expecting them to like give back to you mm-hmm. in a way that fills that void yeah that you're supposed to get from a partner it's it's messy it's toxic sounds like you're speaking from experience huh huh are we projecting <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe. We'll talk more about mother-daughter relationships yeah. next episode. When it comes to being a mama's boy, right, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's supposed to be a good thing. Yeah. Because you want the sons to be good to their mothers because yeah. that's a good indication of how they're going to treat their significant other. Absolutely. I think it, it happens a lot with um, 
narcissists mm. and moms who are narcissists. Mm-hmm. And it's like the guilt trip of like, you're my son. I'm the mother. You're supposed to be there for me and take care of me and yeah. love me and give me affection, blah, blah, blah. But then it becomes unbalanced. Yes. And what did we say earlier? Everything needs to be in balance. Yeah. Life is all about balance and the duality of things. So. Speaking of families. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt the pressure to stay with someone because of their family or because of family? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I've never felt the pressure to stay with them because of family. Mm. You know? Yeah, like the one that you invalidated? No. That lasted like, what, one month? No, but I'm saying because everyone knew him, you didn't feel the pressure to have to stay with him just because everyone knew him. That and also, I was like, this is never gonna go anywhere. Hmm. I think he really liked you though. Really? Yes, yes. Megan, you're a very likable person and you're very charming and you're very beautiful. I did get told that my aura is sunshine, so. Yes. I'm learning to accept compliments, just not today. <laughs> well, I'm your auntie. Listen to me. This is the only time I will push my opinions onto you because I want you to hear positive things. Thank you. Because when you talk to a plant with positive affirmations, they will grow big and tall. Thank you. I'm a Have you ever seen that experiment they did? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That's why my money tree is flourishing. I love that. I really want like a cheesy tomatoey pizza like that's ugh. not what I was expecting you were gonna say I thought we were still talking about plants oh. <laughs> like you want plants I want a plant that can grow pizzas yes that would be amazing mm. wait you said you did feel pressure to stay with them because of yeah it was, my, I... it was my first relationship that I mentioned earlier I felt the pressure to stay continue staying with him because everyone knew him. Everyone loved him. We had five years together. Why waste it? You know? And mind you, I was like, what, 21? Baby. Barely drinking. I was so young. So young. And at the time, like, while I was still with him, I I started to wonder, like, is he really the one for me? But how could I know if he's the only guy that I've ever dated? Yeah. And, like, for some people, it works. Like, Mm -hmm. you meet them, you're with them, you become best friends, you love them, you get married, and you do the whole damn thing. Yeah. Sometimes it works for people. But I am just not one of those people. Yeah. Because I started to wonder, and, like, then my body started to talk to me. And when your body starts talking... You gotta start listening. Exactly. Because your nervous system, your body, it will tell you when something is not for you or is no longer for you. Yeah. Agreed. And that's just something that happened and I couldn't ignore it anymore and that's why we're not together. So when you broke up with him, did you feel like you had to break up with both him and his family? Absolutely. How was that? hard it's a hard adjustment um but you know you just deal with it and life goes on yeah see even though I've been with this one person we've broken up many times 
mm-hmm. but only one time was it very, very serious. And that was really hard because we were already like five, six years into the relationship. And like I had to stop talking to his parents and I felt weird about talking to his sister because obviously he's confiding in her. I didn't want to dump on her, too. Yeah. But she's like, yeah. give her like make her feel pressure. Yeah, to, like, exactly. To pick. Yeah. But she's like a sister to me. She is a sister to me. You know, she's like your daughter. She's my daughter. You've known her since she was a baby. Yeah, I've known her since. Oh, God. She was nine. She's turning 21. Yeah. She's turning 21. That's so crazy. Ooh. I always felt like she was so much more mature than John. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> anyway, he's never going to listen so to this. She's so mature, though. She is. Her age. She's very, you know, it's just I, me and John created her. Like, I've known her since, like, vacation Bible school era, and I was, like, her counselor, whatever you want to call it. Cute. Um, And she's always been so mature, really yeah. carried herself with grace. But, yeah, it was hard doing that and having to tell her, hey, we broke up. You know, like having to talk to her and give her that conversation yeah. was tough. It's hard. It's hard to have those conversations, too, after. And that's just on my end. I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. how he felt talking to my brother because they're best friends. But we're back together. <laughs> Shocker. Hey, the heart wants what it wants. And the pussy wants what it wants. Oh. Oh. Bro, I came home from dance on... You had pizza. Yeah. Oh, you should have told me. It was a pizza next to his parents' apartment, and it was a real tie-dye pizza because it had the (gasps) pesto on it. I want the tie-dye pizza. It was cold, but that shit was the best thing I've ever had. It was fucking slapping the shit out of me. It was amazing. What else do we talk about? Is that it? We have... uh, 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 <laughs> do you think you could stay friends with your ex? Oh. See, we did. But also, like I mentioned, like we had to. Um, But there were some unresolved feelings on his end. And now, last I heard, he was in California. And I haven't heard, him, heard of him since he left. Hmm. Um, I tried to be friends with an ex, but it just either fizzled out we grew distant um or we really tried to make it work and it just wasn't working for me because it just wasn't working what about the friends who you know become your family i have a few friends who have become my family what makes them your chosen family i wasn't expecting something that's philosophical i don't know we've been friends for so long they know my family i feel like once your friends meet your entire family and see them in their natural habitat. It's you're part of the family. Yeah. I feel like if you get invited to a birthday party at your house, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, let's go out for drinks after work. No, I'm inviting with you coworkers. to see my I feel like family. that's the gradual buildup of things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you get invited out to a group thing, and then you go out one-on-one, a few more group outings, and then family. Oh, my family's having a barbecue. Come over. Yeah. Because you're spending so much time together that it would feel weird if you're not together. Yeah. And then they turn into family, because what's the difference between friends and family? Just 
how much they know you and I feel like how much you allow yourself to be authentic around them. Yeah. You know, if there's no part of you hiding, very little parts of you that are hiding, if you've been vulnerable with these people, I feel like that's what makes that transition from friends to just family. No, absolutely. Like, for example, Kim and Tia. I knew Mm -hmm. that they were going to be in our family when we started seeing them in family parties. Oh, yeah. You know? And and we were so young. Mm -hmm. So that is a huge factor in it. Like, we've known each other for so long. And, you know, we've had seasons of, like, distance and then seasons of closeness and then seasons of distance again. And then it's like an ebb and flow. And that's exactly what family is. You're not always going to see your extended family, yeah. right? Or you're not always going to be as close with someone as you used to be. Yeah. Even in the family setting. Or opposite, you get even closer as you're adult where you mm-hmm. weren't when you were kids. And right? I feel like that happens a lot with siblings. Oh, definitely. Especially um, depending on the kind of sibling or even familial dynamic that you have. And it has a lot to do with like the age gap too, right? I mean, not necessarily. I feel like John and Amy have a really wide age gap, the same as me and Quia, but their relationship is way better than us. Oh, so maybe it has something to do with environment? Maybe. I forgot what the other option was. Like, could it be like one sibling's environment was so toxic that they like leached onto each other? The sibling relationship is wasn't as close because the parents never encouraged oh, it. yeah. Yeah. If... What's your, your takeaway? After everything that we've talked about. There are different types of relationships. Yes. Right? And I think as we grow as people, we are going to constantly be changing. And the relationships that we have should be changing along with that. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't matter if they develop into other relationships. And if that means that as we grow as people, our certain relationships drift apart, that's okay. And that's what we were talking about when... We were discussing friends for a season versus friends for a lifetime. Some people are just not meant to stay in your life, and that's okay. But there are people who find it really hard to let go of some friendships, and they try and try and try, and they're just like, ugh. But, like, my takeaway, honestly, is about gaslighting. (laughs) That's the one thing you got out of this. That I gaslight myself because of my toxic trait of people pleasing you that I something. ended up dictator taught dictator taught yes we can't delete that stuff about no we're leaving that in okay <laughs> oh yes right 2023 <laughs> you're telling people how it is <coughs> 2023 yo you make me laugh so hard I feel like I'm choking on my spit you couldn't even choke on his dick because it was so tater tot <laughs> Some friendships. And so yeah, the takeaway is gaslighting. <laughs> if someone is struggling to leave a relationship or a friendship or what have you, um, <coughs> you know, it's just why do you do this shit? I'm sorry. <laughs> I smoke way too much. Fuck. Yeah, you like really that's so big, bitch. That why is... do you do this? Because I'm a human being. It just seems exhausting. Okay. To hold on to those friendships that you don't even... That's like holding on to a fart. <laughs> and then, like, your stomach 
fucking hurts. And then you get the bubble guts. Yeah, and then you try to fart and you can't, so that now you're frustrated and in pain. Yeah, why would you put yourself through that? Just cut the relationship off and just... Like, sometimes when you let it go, it's loud and you can get embarrassed. <laughs> or sometimes you let it go thinking it's just a fart, but it's actually shit. And, you know, if you feel guiltless over... <laughs> I'm talking figuratively. If you feel guiltless over shitting your pants or, you know, cutting off a friendship, then that's fine. As long as you feel good and lighter afterwards. Flush it down and wash your hands while you sing happy birthday to make you happy. Wow. Everything in life means something. Everything is connected. We're all connected. Speaking of connections, family trees. See you next week. That's all we got. That's all, folks. Join us next time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that wraps this up. Wait, I wanted to say something about connection. What was the question about connection? Anyway. Anyway. We're on three. Ready? One, two. This is Cola, by the way. Octopus. Megan. Oh. (laughs) We're not in sync. One, two, three. Sheep. Blue sheep. Okay. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Mary. Blue sheep. Mary had a little lamb. Oh. Cloud. Cloud. Mary. Mary. Okay, ready? <laughs> One, two, three. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I was going to say cumulonimbus. And Mary was <clears throat> the mother of Jesus. That's why I said Jesus. And next month, we're going to talk about mothers. Oh. Oh, you want to talk about mothers? (laughs) If you know, you know. That was so good. (laughs) That was so good. Okay. Anyway. Okay, bye. Join us next time for Higher Thoughts. Wait, I want to say with you, bitch. Go. Join, Join us, us next time, time for, for higher thoughts and deeper talk. Remember, <laughs> don't cry. Stay high. Because crying while high is not the vibe. The vibe, vibe, vibe. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that again next week. <laughs> Cool brainstorm. <laughs> I don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs>